Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. Yo, what's up everybody? I'm K-Cartoon. I'm Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to Twitter. Follow us at Hanging With Apes. You can check out our website. That's hangingwithapes.com. In today's episode, we are going to be discussing a whole lot of stuff. We're going to talk about LeBron James going to the Lakers, what it means for the NBA, what it means for the Lakers, what it means for LeBron. We're going to be talking about a potential socialist movement growing here in North America with the election results of Mexico some primary election results here in this country, what this means, what we're seeing in the future. Is it good? Is it bad? We're going to discuss it. We're going to talk about Trump having a second Supreme Court pick since he's been in office. That's going to be very interesting. He's actually interviewing people today. And we're going to talk about drag queen kids yes i know it sounds ridiculous it sounds horrible but there seems to be a movement for it um and it was on the huffington post they talked about it and it's uh i don't know well we're gonna get your thoughts we're gonna we're gonna definitely share ours kids in drag what that means and uh (laughs) Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to wrap your brain around that one. Yeah. Maybe we should start with that since it's so hard to wrap our minds around. So last night, late, you had texted something to the group chat. And then I saw it today when I was on Twitter on my own on the feed yeah. uh, of uh, Huffington Post profile of this 10-year-old boy who dresses in drag. Yeah, Is it innocent? Is it harmless? I mean... What 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 are we supposed to think about this stuff? They're using these kids as mascots to me. That's what it looks like. And if you don't see something wrong with that, I I don't I don't know what to say because that is clearly like you're using it, it, it reminds me of um the the whole uh, assault weapons ban and how they use the kids for that after the the the, the shooting in Florida. You're using kids as mascots. But, I mean, who, why, like, what, who is using them as mascots? I guess the LGBT, whoever's organizing this, I don't want to say the LGBT, you know, Q community. I don't know if there's another letter added to that or not, but so far I think that's... What is it about this that you find a problem with? Like, what? why do you not like it? Because, like, children, you're, you're, you're pretty much, I guess, letting kids... I don't even know if, if it's letting kids just be, oh, well, you l- l- just be part of this. I, I don't think, okay, so I, I retract when I was 10 years old. I, I wasn't thinking about these type of things. Like, oh, you know. No. And like, well, like yeah, I, at 10, you haven't even reached puberty yet. Yeah. So and, and to me, in that, terms that, of, yeah. a, of a sexual identity, That's, you don't. Yeah. And, and, and dressing in drag. I mean, that's part of a sexual identity. Not yeah. ne- not necessarily that. Okay, maybe let, let, we could tone it down a little bit. Maybe not a sexual identity, but definitely some sort of of sexually orientated expression. So maybe you, maybe there's drag queens out there that aren't gay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you're still you're still like 
That is still sexual. You're still willfully like bending certain like gender boundaries, which if that is who you are, that's fine. But at ten, you don't know that. It's like it's like having a kid on some Hugh Hefner and having like little girls at ten, and like he's just like they're all like yeah dressed scantily. Like it doesn't matter if it's gay or, or straight. It's like this not what ten year olds should be doing, like, right? Or being mascots of, especially considering the fact that yeah. they understand nothing about it. Not at all. Being that they haven't even reached puberty yet. Not only that, it's like that's kind of a. I think that's something drastic that when you do start hitting puberty, you know, like we're in the age of the internet, things you can't take back, right? What if the kid's like, I'm not into that, like, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like, at a young age, and people learn this, you know, you're you're 20 years old, you're messing up in college, and fuck, I shouldn't have recorded that, you know what I'm saying? Like, so you, you have to be very wary of, as a parent, to protect your kids from these things and let them know, like, listen, when you make a decision like this and you go... Let's say something like this goes viral. This it stays on the internet. Yeah, and then the and then that's my thing. Like oh. the potential bullying and and just being ridiculed that that child could face as they get older. Like that video. What if like he's in high school and like s- some kids get a hold of that video and now like they yeah. they see him as an easy target and for what something that he himself didn't even understand because at that age he might be like man like that shit is so embarrassing and now you know like you said you can't take it back it's out there yeah you can't take it back i I remember like when we used to rap but but what about the parents though the the parents like don't you aren't they pioneers like don't you like don't you see them as pioneers no not at all i mean i think the parents are and that's where I feel like the kids being used as a mascot. Like, dude, like whatever you believe, you could believe it, but you got to be weary of protecting your child. Like when I look at these things, you have to be aware of 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 the the day and age. You know, like it's 2018. Again, I'll go back to the internet. It's like your job is to protect your kid and like kind of guide him to you know be independent and do things on his own or her own, but at the same time you know in a way where where you're letting them find themselves instead of like oh yeah you just do this you know what i'm saying like don't worry about the repercussions i don't think that's good parenting and and again 10 years old like if it was i it would be drastically different if it was like a high school kid i think because at I, you know high school kids are tend to be that's the age when you're a little bit more rebellious and stuff like that but at 10 i just don't i, I think the parents aren't doing a good job in my opinion. But that's what people are hailing them as 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 pioneers and as brave and as progressive forward thinking people. Yeah. And shit. And, and and I guess we'll see we'll see going forward what, what what effects these things have because like you know, I look at like some of the statistics on on some of the stuff that that goes on. And again, in no way am I saying this in a judgmental uh, tone or anything like that, but like a lot of the problems that some certain people that like change their sex or, or do stuff like that, like oh, I want to be a woman or oh, I want to be a man, the suicidal rate doesn't go down after they've had the surgery or after. So, and these are adults making these decisions. Oh, you know, I'm gonna convert myself. So sometimes you have to be wary. Like again, 
this person has to go through the motions of like finding themselves and and seeking true happiness and i think when when you feed into the confusion sometimes that's not that well i don't think that's the answer obviously statistically speaking that's not the answer all the time so so then i guess now it's the 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 question of like well what is the right answer because we're seeing even now the adults aren't happy with the change or or happy with going that route but do you think that this kid in drag is equivalent to like somebody changing their sex like i mean i think that's like two extremely different things yeah like i don't think i don't think it correlates to them changing their sex but what i'm saying is the confusion the confusion aspect of it Mm -hmm. like i feel that people have done less or have done more with less right when when we were growing up you know it wasn't as it was more frowned upon to be gay or to be you know a transsexual or to be 2018 is a way different time but there's people our age that that are you know having sex changes and stuff like that and they were coming from a household which was way more i guess conservative if if there's a word for it right or like oh, okay well you can't you're not supposed to be this way so now what you're doing with kids that are nine ten years old i think you're bringing confusion at a way younger age yeah than 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 when uh when we were growing up so so it's like i think that's the correlating factor like what is th- what is going to be happening like we've talked about with with certain with certain um the younger millennials like the men how like masculinity has cause has been under attack right yeah uh, and then you start seeing kind of like those younger the, those younger men be a little bit more docile with women and stuff like that, and that's where I'm correlating with. I'm not saying that that it that they're going to have a sex change, but I I am saying that the confusion factor that's where I think it's too it's too young of an age to be like introducing stuff like this to to kids. Let them go outside, play it, play tag, and you know what I'm saying as they get older, they'll find themselves. And, and and not being but that a- that's what's so crazy about the that type of parenting in today's day and age and what i mean by that type of parenting i mean that real like leftist centric parenting where you're delving so much into every single action that the child does that you just totally like uproot the experience of being in uh, a child like for instance like you just mentioned going outside and playing you know how many how how much of going outside and playing involve uh, well it involves like what what so many parents consider to be like toxic masculinity and like all that stuff so yeah so there's parents out there that think that that type of behavior isn't even progressive like this to them is progressive like this to them and that's what i that's what i'm saying is what's the what's the remedy for that because there's parents that 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 will say like if you you brought up the example of oh when we were growing up how things were looked at differently and whatnot they would feel like they're so progressive and they're so far past that that and they don't they don't want their child being part of that world. They want their child being part of a a more progressive accepting world where you should be able to, you know, express yourself. Yeah, but I think 
I, I forgot the the name of these uh like known feminists. Um, they had a situation, uh, and I think we talked about it a, a while back, where where like their kids, they they like from a younger age, like they were like, oh, well, you can't play with dolls. Your favorite color isn't pink, so they pretty much tried to sway their daughter to a, to, to to one side of the spectrum, and the daughter naturally, yeah, liked pink, liked to play with dolls, was girly, and they were like heartbroken by that, and I feel like sometimes you got to let nature take its course, you know, um, and and then from there, you know, you. you once the kid becomes an ad, uh, you know, an adolescent, becomes a teen, becomes you know, older, more complicated decisions come their way. You know, like oh, I I like I like men or I like you know women. I'm a lesbian or I'm I'm gay or whatever. But I, I don't think I think it's wrong to let to not let kids be kids, right? Because you gotta let them you know be, be out there. You can't you can't. I think it's bad when you start trying to control every aspect, and I, and I think it's bad even on on like a quote unquote like what people might see uh, normal in a, in a straight family, for example, like like the dad that that wants his kid to 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 be a soccer player or be a basketball or football player, yeah, and tries to make the kid live his dream. That's wrong. The kid doesn't want to do that, and then you force them and you force them and you force them. I think that's what this is, like. Beside the whole, you know, like the kid being in drags, it's like you might be trying to sway the kid to think what you want him to think. Yeah, I, and and it's it it's funny you say that because I kind of liken this situation that we're talking about to like those little girls that their parents like force them to like be in those pageants. Yeah, exactly. And stuff like that. And it's like you know that shit gets ruthless and like the girls are all pressured and, and, and then uh, and you see that the little girls they're miserable like that's they they're they're not they're not enjoying themselves that it's not fun for them yeah and 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 like the and the moms man like it's crazy like cuz they're nuts they're going nuts over it and you got to stand this way and you got to wear the makeup this way and it's like this is a little girl and and it does it does disrupt the natural flow and order of things for instance, I remember, I want to say on Mother's Day, Ben Shapiro tweeted something that I found very profound. He talked about asking his daughter if she had to choose between getting a job and being a mommy, like what she wanted to do. And obviously, like the girl is real young. And she said that she like being a mommy is like yeah. something more. She looks more forward to that than yeah. than like a job. And and so, not to say that that's a child that's going to grow up and not want to work or anything like that. But if you allow things to transpire and work themselves out naturally, I feel like you get less of this confusion, as you put it. Yeah. And then and then he said. Uh, he said, like, oh, I guess my daughter is, uh, has been something along the lines of, I guess my daughter has been influenced by the patriarchy. Oh. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think I did see that and, and, it, and, and I found it hilarious. And you know, it's funny that you, that you mentioned that because, um, my sister, she's, she was the younger, uh, uh, of, you know, of the family of, of the siblings. So it was me, my brother and her. So she tended to be a little bit more, I guess, I don't want to say boyish, but 
but like a little bit more have a, a much more aggressive mm-hmm. you know tone to her so she's always said like oh, I don't want kids I, I don't really like kids or whatever and and then I found it I, I found it uh, amusing when she started working like at this uh, like this daycare mm-hmm. and like she loves kids now like she loves kids it was like something that she was like introduced to she wasn't introduced to before and I could tell she's like way more open to having a kid and wanting you know, like the nurturing side came out and I found it like crazy because I never saw her like that, you know? And I think sometimes that's might be a person's natural discourse, you know? Oh, that's interesting. G- generally speaking, because then you get like the, the... And as a little kid, you could tell certain things from, from little kids too. Like, like I remember, and I know this is a show, but like remember, um, fuck, I forget the, the, the Stark girl's names. It was Arya and, and what was Arya Stark? Sansa, and, uh, Sansa Stark, they were completely different characters, and now that w- we're in season seven, they ended up being completely different people. Like you know, like, like from each other. Arya Stark is what I thought she would end up being, and Sansa Stark is what I thought she would end up being too. And you know, you see that as a little kid. Like sometimes you see, like, oh wow, this kid might not be as, you know, the same as the other kids. In certain aspects, yeah. So you have and, tendencies. And, and I, obviously, we're not advocating for all children to have the same personality traits. That's not the case. Yeah. But what it what this is about is sort of lunging them into this world of yeah. confusion and uncertainty at a time that they're not ready and like them being lunged in there by their, their parents. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause like f- to have Huffington Post do a profile piece on you at that age and film you and all that, your parents have to approve all that. Yeah. You know? And, and so that's a lunge, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess, you know, I mean, chase their own, you know, everyone has different parenting styles, but that, to me, I feel sometimes, you know, for 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 younger kids, you got to be very very weary of of what you let go go out because like, it's like watching a home video of you when you were ten years old or eleven or twelve. Damn, I was into that. Yeah. I did this. I did that. What the what was wrong yeah. with me? Yeah. Even now, like us being, you know, us us ha- having made music before. Sometimes I'll I'll read some of the lyrics that I've written before, like in high school, and I'm like, oh, thank God that didn't see the light of day. You know, because it's like you grow, you grow older, you change your mind, or you 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 grow and you have a different perspective on things. And yeah. I feel that those are things that you got to be wary about when raising a child. You you want to make sure that the child is sure and yeah, you know, of, of what they believe in and develop correctly. You know, not be in the limelight. Definitely. So yesterday was Mexico's election. Um. The guy that was ahead in the polls throughout the course of campaigning won. The guy that I was fearful of winning, Lopez Obrador, and he won by a lot, by a huge margin. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a historic margin. Yeah. But but he did win by by a lot. And he is essentially a a socialist um i mean yeah. it's it, i don't know it, like to me this is 
how how this was able to to transpire is really beyond me but then moreover than that in new york recently during the primaries uh that very extreme socialist uh young politician one that alexandria ocasio cortez and they are hailing for her like people are yeah. rooting for her they uh bill maher talked about her all kind of people are doing these profile profile pieces on her talking about how she's a revolutionary this and that and what she is advocating is really crazy just craziness like the the the, the, the abolishment of ICE, the abolishment of capitalism, <laughs> just in insanity. So obviously that's in New York and that's just a primary. The The Mexico thing is a little bit, actually a lot more real and, and live and in your face and serious because that guy is the, the president. He will be the yeah. president. He won the election. She just won a primary so she could potentially lose. Uh, when the you know the midterm elections come up is there a growing movement for socialism is 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 this a thing is this something that obviously obviously we we knew that it existed with bernie sanders but i feel like we didn't know how real it it was and i feel like what we're seeing now with the socialist movement is a bit more extreme um, you, are you saying in America, in Mexico, or just in general, like in, in the it, Americas? I, I'm saying in general, because of course we have J Justin Trudeau in Canada, leftist. Now Obrador, leftist. Venezuela, leftist. You know, you're starting to see that in the Americas is just it's starting to take over almost. And I that was what was scary uh, to me with Bernie Sanders was you know he was an older guy like you said. Seeing a, a millennial win in New York, that is, I think, a, a major topic <laughs> at the moment. Am I shocked? No. I feel like right now you're, you're going to start seeing these younger, the younger politicians, you know, come. Like it's, it's going to be like the passing of the torch. Yeah. And you're starting to see that. And, and 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 we've seen this firsthand with people in our age group and 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 you know so on and so forth the the mentalities coming from these colleges mm -hmm. it, it was i guess to me it was a matter of time till we started seeing a mainstream like someone young yeah take that mantle here i in america i feel it's a little bit uh I guess at the moment, I don't know that it's a good timing for a millennial socialist. Our economy's booming. Unemployment is low. I don't think that it creates. A, I don't think that's a good mixture for them. Which, which obviously, like, for this movement to to grow, it needs it needs to be fed, right? It needs it needs something to feed off of. Yeah. I don't think that those elements are here. Whereas if you compare it to Mexico, I feel that there's a lot more things in Mexico, like government corruption, you know, I feel the, the whole wages thing that, that, that has been like, I remember us talking about it years ago. Like, yeah, if they, if they paid people a little bit more and, and rise the wage for people over there a little bit more, they'd be better off. So I feel that, that in Mexico, 
they kind of took the L in, in thinking like, oh, well, you know, fuck, what do we have to lose? You know, like shit's messed up crime cartels run the government. Yeah. I, I feel that, that that was their, I, I feel that there's a lot more brewing from Mexico or a lot more. There was a lot more brewing from Mexico that, that brought upon that movement because again, crime cartel, the government, they, they weren't, uh, were they moving in, in a, in a better direction? Yes. Were, was it at like a crazy speed? No. And, and, you know, people get like, antsy and like oh well, we 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 wanna you know we wanna move forward like can we do this here in america i don't know I, I i don't see them you're starting to see even like maxine and these are the older democrats but still maxine waters now talking shit about pelosi and schumer they're eating themselves they're eating themselves because there isn't much to fight about there's not yeah, much they, they, fuel they as it currently stands the democratic party here in this country really has no narrative no real platform and nothing really in, in terms of policy yeah so i i do think that it's it's going to be a lot harder for, for here uh, in or in new york for them and just in america in general it, for now like i just don't there's nothing there's nothing there's no ammunition there just isn't you know, it's not working. It's not getting to the people, because when you get to the people, you when you well, like, for I mean, it, it had to have gotten to some people, like with the the votes that Bernie Sanders got, and then obviously this girl got votes because she won the primary, and versus somebody that had been in there for years. for for a while. Yeah, yeah. I, it, see, it's hard because it's like New York, Chicago, L.A. It, it's kind of like you're in your own playground. So you could get away with certain certain things. Like, I feel once, like, to me, it was way more scary when Bernie was running than someone in New York. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. So I feel like right now I'd like to see where it's it like, goes. It's like, yeah, like, you, you could pull that with those goofies in that district that you won in. But, like, what, try bringing that to the good people of Texas and see how well yeah, they yeah. look at you. <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, get the fuck out of here, you know? Like, yeah. Obrador, that's a lot crazier. That's, like yeah. you said, the president of the United States or the United States of Mexico. You know, that's that's yeah, yeah, a lot definitely. different. I see what you're saying. Now, now, do you think, what do you feel now that Obrador, Trudeau, you know, we're kind of being surrounded now by a lot, of, a whole, a whole lot of leftism, what do you feel is the future on on immigration? Because you well, see, with Florida and Venezuela, you know, like the immigrants pouring into Florida now because of that situation. How do you feel about what the future holds for that? What well, was Justin Trudeau? I I don't feel any different than I did before because while he is a leftist and I don't know. Dare I say a moron? I don't. I don't <laughs> like particularly feel any threat from him. No. Like I don't. I, I don't feel like he has a hatred towards the United States or even capitalism, for that matter. What I see from Trudeau is that he's a guy that is just like soft and lives like in an, a, a fantasy land. That oh cares about you, his image. If you treat people good and you know you tax the rich and you'll fix all the problems like that kind of guy. Yeah. 
Um, it's just unrealistic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Obrador, that's a little bit more scary because I, you, I feel like you can see in his character that which you could, you were able to see in like a Hugo Chavez or Fidel Castro, like that type of character, that type of radicalism. Like yeah. I, I see that with him. I think a lot of smart people in Mexico, a lot of them are going to start fleeing. Like, I think a lot of them are going to start trying to get out. I think, and I don't even think we're just talking about, like, the poor and working class. I think we're even talking about people with money. Like, I think a lot of people out there are going to start being like, you know what? Yeah, let's maybe we we should pack up and and, and uh, a, a few people that I've talked to that I know personally that have been following that situation very closely. They told me that there's a lot of companies that flat out have said if this dude wins, we're closing down, like we're shutting down, because we've else. seen this play out too many times in Latin America, yeah. and that's that's where the scary part comes in because we got to remember in Latin America. This is not a new thing. Not this at all. is not a new thing. Like these, this is what what's always so crazy to me when people talk about these socialist like revolutionaries. They're revolutionaries in the setting that they're in, but but please be very aware that this scenario has played out plenty of times on the world stage. And when it plays out, it never plays out in the benefit and for the good of the people. It no. never plays out for them. It plays out good for those that are in power in the government, the few of them, but for the average everyday person, yeah. it doesn't. And those of you that complained and thought you had it bad, now, oh, you have no no idea what's in store for you. No idea. Yeah. And and that's definitely like the scary aspect about it. So I do think that it is going to affect the United States negatively in terms of illegal immigration. Uh, I do think there's also going to be a segment of people that want to stay and give it a chance because obviously yeah. if you win by that high margin, you do have people believing in you. Like that yeah. part is undeniable. Whether whether they're, they're, they're silly or stupid or dumb or ignorant for believing in you, that's a story and that's a, that's a discussion for another time. But it is undeniable that they believe in you. Yeah. And so I do think that there's going to be a big population that, you know, wants to see how things play out. But those that have been around, those that have been studying, those that have read, those that feel like this is a foreshadowing of things to come, I think they're going to be fleeing. And, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I think it's going to make a difference. But what I will say is this. What I will say is this. I do think, though, that it will change the caliber of migrant. Because, see, oh, if yeah. you think about it, if you think about it, back when Mexico was, was pretty leftist and, and, and even more corrupt than what it is now, the people that were fleeing from Mexico were like a higher caliber of people. These were people that a lot of them were pretty smart. A lot of them like, were very, in, very much into trade. They yeah. knew about they knew about uh, fixing cars. They they knew about you know putting up drywall and tile and concrete. They were hardworking people, and they really came here with the mindset of 
benefiting themselves and their families because the government and the way things were structured over there it didn't allow them to move forward and, and progress themselves in the last six years or so you've seen that change you've seen that as mexico has gotten better economically yeah the caliber of per, of migrant has been way different it has been like way lesser of 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 caliber you're getting a lot of drug addicts a lot of alcoholics you're getting a lot of people that are murderers and rapists like you're getting a lot of these like or just straight nobodies or like, straight nobodies like you're, they ain't gonna go nowhere like situations yeah like just people that are just on some loser shit that want to come over here and like get somebody pregnant so they could have kids born here so they could like get benefits and all yeah. kind of shit like that but now I think with this, the caliber of migrant that will come over will be a higher caliber because now you got you got somebody thinking over there. Maybe you got somebody with an entrepreneur spirit, but isn't in a real high position. It isn't the 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 the, the tequilas or the or the bigger companies yeah. of of uh, yeah. of 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 uh, Mexico, the Coronas and, and Tecates and, and those, I, it's, I only know the, the big liquor companies, right. but, like, but, but you know, they, because Mexico the does have, have a lot of like real big companies, yeah. uh, that the Lulu, like they do the dairy products yep. and all that. Like those people, obviously they're probably, you know, n n not, don't have those same sentiments, but a guy that like started out like us, that is just like, has like a young entrepreneur spirit that might've came from a place where like that's not really promoted and maybe had a plan now, a now now he might be like man i'm gonna take my money and run because i'm gonna take my talents to the united states like when lebron said i'm <laughs> taking my talents to saudi they're like i'm taking my talents to the united states yeah. and so dude might come over here and i become a businessman yeah you know what i'm saying and you know i get a bunch of yeah. uh tamale carts uh champurado carts yeah do do a bunch of stuff and before you know it's like you know he he's a businessman here in the united states and you notice, uh, obviously, so we're talking about the caliber of, of, of migrants, is uh, a lot of the older Mexicans, they're very, very extremely handy. I mean, they could fix. They Everything. do so many different jobs. Everything. They could fix up a whole house. I know motherfuckers yeah. who don't got papers. I, I've seen people who don't have papers who they'll get paid 20 bucks an hour because they're, they're, they're excellent at, at what they do absolutely or or you know they'll rebuild a whole house and, and it's like you don't you're not for seeing guys that like anymore. that the job market is great for them yeah because they they get jobs offered to them left and right on top of the fact that a lot of them like have their own business because when they're not at like uh official clock in and out job they're doing side work you know what i'm saying yeah. so they have like a, a, a great job market laid out for them and that's what i'm saying there is a difference but then you got guys that are, like hang outside of home depot and it'd be like all right well you know what do you know how to do well i don't do this and i only work for a hundred dollars a day like what like you have all these demands and you want beer and a hundred dollars a day and lunch <laughs> and all this stuff but half of the stuff i need you to do you don't do yeah yeah but it, but that but but then if you see that that those personality traits those are the personality traits that are bred by like a socialist mentality like gimme 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 yeah. gimme 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 oh i have i don't have to prove myself gimme 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 That's no bad. whereas like a capitalist mentality is like yes give me but this is what i'm giving you by all any of means this. i'm gonna I'm get this done yeah i'm gonna learn something new and 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 that's that's a good mentality to have. That's a good mentality to get ahead in life. 
definitely. And that's why you saw a lot of like the the older the older uh, Mexicans just like prosper and and be better and and have opportunities. Yeah. Well, this presidential term is going to be very interesting for Mexico this next six years, and we'll see. Because you know their election is every six years. Yeah. The president could serve once, but the the election is every, every six years. Like they only serve one term, but it's a six year term. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what transpires. So, moving on. LeBron James is a Los Angeles Laker. LeBron James, LeBron James, uh, four years, four years, one hundred fifty-four million. LeBron, LeBron, <laughs> LeBron, right? LeBron. Just, uh, I don't know. Jumping into it, your thoughts? Um, damn. So when Paul George from OKC decided to sign with OKC again, because I thought he was going to go to LA. It made me change my mind a little bit in the sense that I thought that LeBron was probably going to be like, damn, should I go now? But whatever. He went, and I was like, okay, cool. I thought I thought for a second, I thought maybe staying one more year in Cleveland might give him the opportunity to, like, get with Kawhi or, you know, kind of see what, what, what goes on. So, so he went. I was a little surprised by the four years. I thought he was probably gonna do like a like what he's been doing with Cleveland, which is a year or well, two years, but what player a, option. A player option, yeah. I thought that's. I thought that too. Yeah. So when I saw four years, I was like, oh, all right. But yeah, that that four year deal is a commitment. Yeah, that's that's a commitment. So. Uh, but but to me, that's a commitment without the likelihood of winning a championship. See. Yeah. In Miami, he committed for four years as well, yeah. and that was a commitment with damn near a guarantee of winning a championship. Yeah. So the mindset to me, from if I'm looking at things logically and reasonably, I can't wholeheartedly say I believe LeBron cares about winning championships at this point. I feel and 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 I feel like I'm I'm a little upset and disappointed in myself because for the longest I thought that he was chasing Jordan. I don't know why I thought that. Maybe no. I let people's rhetoric about LeBron influence my thoughts about him. But now I realize with signing with LA with the current state of LA, it's yeah. not about that. See, if LeBron signed with LA, and maybe he knew some dealings that were gonna gonna transpire. Like let's say he had a meeting with Magic Johnson, and Magic told him, "Listen, we got Kawhi in the works. We got Cousins in the works. Yeah. Lance Stevenson is coming over, dude. Like you're gonna make this decision. You're gonna come over here, but you're gonna it's gonna be a stacked team." Then yeah. I would be like, "Okay, LeBron knows what he's doing. Everything is strategized. Everything yeah. is orchestrated. This is a good move for him." But the two signings that L.A. has made since LeBron has signed with them, with Latin Stevenson and Rondo, show me that this team is directionless. It's a directionless team. It's not a win-right-now team. They're not not going to win. There's no way they can think they're going to win right now when you're in the same same conference as, as Houston and 
and and the Warriors. And mind you, the Spurs. Th- that would that's with the Warriors. That's the Warriors without. I'm talking about the Warriors without Demarcus Cousins. Because yeah. as we C- all know now, right? As we do this with like a few minutes before we did the pie, as we found Demarcus Cousins signed with the Golden State Warriors. And see, this is what what uh, shocked me before I came here to do the episode was when they got rid of Randall because they it, it was a team option to get rid of Randall so like you you choose whether you want to keep him or not that's what was a little confusing because when I saw that my mind was like oh shit Cousins is going to LA I was like 80 85% sure like so, so then when I saw that the Warriors got Cousins I was like damn that pretty much wraps it up yeah, I definitely. Guess. But but the thing is, and I said this before, people that are like I'm a, I'm a LeBron James fan and mm-hmm. I have been pretty much solidified LeBron James fan since he returned to Cleveland. Like that's when like I like people I I feel like have their ups and downs with with LeBron. There's people that have been a fan of his much earlier, but I've been very vocal about the fact that when he returned to Cleveland, I thought there was something like very heroic about yeah. that. Yeah. And so as a LeBron James fan, like I want to see him like in a successful situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, like I said, I thought that he was chasing rings, but this situation is, is, is not a winning situation for him. So I do think that this has a lot to do with stuff beyond the game of basketball. Mm-hmm. Like maybe when he's done, he you know, he's going to in these 4 years he's going to build a nice life in LA. Yeah. He's going to uh, potentially be involved in the Lakers organization, which is a great organization to be involved in and one of the biggest franchise sports franchises in the world. So he's gonna probably be getting paid while he's at, if he is like an exec on 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 that franchise. Yeah. So there's probably a lot of stuff in his mind be beyond this next four years. Yeah. He's more on that Michael Jordan game or Michael Jordan mode, like where Michael Jordan has the sneakers and Michael Jordan had the brand. Yeah, and, and so Jordan. I th- and and I and I think that's what he's seeing. Like L.A. is a place yeah. where I can solidify and build my brand, and so all the power to him. It, it it sucks though because like I I did want there to be that that neck and neck battle between him and Jordan in terms of rings like yeah. I was I was like looking forward to that but I think that now that's not gonna happen I don't I don't see that happening because no at very best let, let's let's yeah. say let's say right now right now this team. It's a playoff team, like because you got LeBron James. Like, you'll always be a playoff team, yeah. but that's that's the extent of it. They might get eliminated in the first round, depending yeah. on where they see. At best, second round, like at best. But now, but now beyond that, no, I don't, I don't, I don't see anything. I don't see anything for him, and I don't see it in, in really in the whole four years. I, no, I, I don't uh, see how it'll. I don't see how it'll it'll work yeah. itself out because you said you said. DeMarcus Cousins and like you thought that they were going to get DeMarcus Cousins but let's be honest Lance Stevenson LeBron James and DeMarcus Cousins in the West is still not a championship team no and actually I think Lance Stevenson is just like the hitman type he's 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 pretty much the metal world piece or he's the Draymond Green he's not like a major piece 
I felt, okay, when I saw that they signed Lance Stevenson, all right, okay, maybe they got something going on. All right. Even with Cousins, okay, they got Cousins, they got LeBron, they got Stevenson. Kawhi, they might be working out a deal, or they there might be something in the inner workings where if he doesn't get there this year, he's definitely going to get there next year. So that's, that's what I was thinking. The one that kind of tripped me out, again, Randall, because essentially what happened between New Orleans was, essentially what happened was Rondo was traded for Randall, which I don't think that's a worthy trade at all. Absolutely not. Rondo with, like, no. Well, it wasn't really a trade, though. No, it wasn't a trade. It was not a trade, but, but basically... Essentially, that's what it's you a, did. Yeah, it's a swap. Yeah, is you swapped Rondo for Randall. What? Like, R- Rondo would work well, like with with like scoring players, but but for Randall, like, and, and the way I'm gonna see it is that way because you're gonna opt out, you're gonna let dude do whatever, and then you're gonna pick up. You know what I'm saying? And then he and then Randall ends up ends up going to the Pelicans. I just don't think that that was. That's when I was like, oh. And, and I feel like this definitely puts the Lakers in a similar situation to the one they were in when they gave Kobe that like crazy deal, that crazy uh, oh yeah deal that they gave him. What what was it? What was that deal? It was like I want to say like two years, eighty million dollars or something like that. Yeah, it was. It, it was something like outrageous. Yeah, yeah. When when I saw what they did with Kobe. I knew that they didn't want to win. No, hell no. Nah. Yeah, I was like, no, nah, they don't want to win. And 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 Kobe knew he didn't want to win at that point, knowing like you're gonna take that money. Well, you what are you doing? So so and then obviously, well, he I up, mean, you can't blame him for taking the money. No, no, but but you know, like if you want, because he wanted to be a lifelong Laker regardless. He's yeah. not gonna. He wasn't gonna jump ship. Yeah, and maybe he just thought like, yeah, at this point, I don't think. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on the downslope of my career. You're offering me this goofy ass shit. Hell yeah, I'm gonna take yeah. it. So, so you can't, I don't, you can't I don't put any blame on him whatsoever. I put blame on that front office. Like, what are you doing to this franchise? Yeah, and to me, that's that's where like, I guess the the line should be drawn between like being loyal to a player, and 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 making a good business move. I don't care if you're Kobe as a businessman, like. You did your thing, but I'm not paying you $80 million. I'm I, I need to win. No, because the, my rationale to that is like, well, we were paying you. When you did your thing, you were getting paid, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, to a, a contract and a deal that you agreed to, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got paid for that. Now we're going to pay you for what you're, what, 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 you've, what you're doing now and what you will likely do in the future, and that's a different scenario. Like, yeah. it just is what it is. It's not... It's not being mean or or being a bad person Make it that's business that's move. business you we, you got paid for then when when you were doing that yeah. and this is a different time now it's the same thing with Peyton Manning when when they got you know rid of him is like you're getting older i have an opportunity to get andrew luck like i remember i remember w- w- talking to don when we were talking to donnell about that and he was like with that deal and i was like what are you talking about dude like and we we were having a back and forth with him and he's like oh but the lakers they're paying kobe for what he did, no, he got paid for what he did but, already. But but that's since when in the history of business do you do that? Like, oh, I'm gonna pay you for what you did. Like you were, you got paid for what you did yeah, already. Yeah. This is what what you're gonna do, and it, what you're gonna do is a lot less than what you did. Yeah, because you're older. You're on the down. You're on the downslope of your career. Imagine I'm not it. saying 
give the man nothing. Like yeah. I'm not saying league minimum. No, he's worth more than that, and he he deserves more than that. But come on, dude, fucking. Yeah, yeah. That, that, this is that's crazy what they paid that man for. And, and, and so say with LeBron, do you think what they paid LeBron was pretty? Actually, I think LeBron deserves more. more. Yeah, I think he deserves more. I for, I forget on 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 Twitter. Um, let me see what the dude's name is. Um, but but before be, before you get into that, yeah, because I I think I know where you're going with that. Uh-huh. Before you get into that, the reason why I liking I liken this scenario to 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 the Kobe scenario mm-hmm. is not in the sense that that LeBron is not going to produce. And I, let's be honest, LeBron doesn't even really look like he's on the downslope of his career physically, like what he's no. doing. It doesn't even look like that. It honestly looks like the man has another easily five, six years left in him. Yeah. We don't know if that's the case, but that's what it looks like. But the reason why I liken it to that is because you become a team without an identity and a directionless team. Because yeah. you cannot sit here and tell me that LeBron James, Lance Stevenson, and Rondo, and you just got rid of Randall, that's a team with any direction. So, like, you have a mesh of, like, you, 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 okay, we'll give you your credit. You do have the best player in the world on your team. You got that. But then you really got, you have nothing else. You have, like, a bunch of young nobodies with potential. They're, They're young nobodies, but they have potential. And you have some older nobodies that don't really have potential like they're they're past their 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 point of potential yeah, yeah like what's your identity what's your direction you know what i'm saying if that was the case if if this was going to be the situation and like all of our 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 uh, our theories of what the lakers could be wasn't going to transpire without the Kawhi Leonard's the PG13s the DeMarcus Cousins then I would have got LeBron. I would have brought all of that that fanship over to LA, get that money, bring that money, because he's going to be well worth that four years, $154 million. Yeah, yeah. Probably just in the first year alone, they're going to get theirs. <laughs> yeah. But then leave the young team so they can like grow up around this legend. Mm-hmm. And if, if you know that you're not going to win, because LeBron James, Magic Johnson, fucking Walton, you all have to know that you're not going to win in the West. You got to know that. Yeah, yeah. You got to know that. I know they can't vocally say that out loud like, hey, fans of L.A., like, y'all know we ain't going to win shit, right? right? Yeah, I know you can't well, we say that, but... Lay Brown. I know they can't say that, but in the back, they have to know. Like, if, if th- you and I were in that situation, I would tell you, hey, fam, like, let's get this bread because, I mean, we got Golden State, we got the right... We're not going to win. No. So let's just no get this bread. Let's look three years down the road yeah. and, and, and then go that. But then if that's the case, then why are you getting rid of Randall? Yeah, know? yeah. And that, that's that's where I was like, that's where I was a little confused at, at what's going on. Because, again, with Randall, adding Stevenson and then getting somebody else like a big, okay, I, I'm starting to see what you're trying to do. What you're trying to do is is teach, have some decent players so yeah. these young guys can like grow up around and learn from and get some leadership skills for. And maybe, maybe if things go miraculously well for you, Uh maybe in that third or fourth year of that LeBron contract, Maybe now you're a conference uh, conference finals team. Yeah, you know, and but then you gotta hope by then that Milwaukee and Philly <laughs> you know, ain't, right? ain't, ain't what you know what I'm saying. Yeah, what, what, yeah. what they could become or Boston by then. That that's my point. Is that is that like people 
there there is right now there is no solid argument for the Lakers because people are going to make the argument there's going to be two arguments made there's going to be the win right now argument and there's going to be the win la- later argument yeah and neither argument really stands up the win right now argument definitely doesn't stand no, up no not right definitely now no. doesn't stand up the win later argument it could potentially stand up because we don't know what the future holds yeah. but just like you don't know what the future holds for the Los Angeles Lakers you don't know what the future holds for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. And the future looks real good for them. You don't know what the future holds for yeah. the Philadelphia 76ers. It and it looks really good for them. You don't Especially know what the, now. You don't know what the future holds for, for the Boston Celtics. And it looks real good for them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, let's say in these in the, in the next two years, boom, uh, the Rockets are no longer like a, a force to be reckoned with. And let's say in the next two years, the Warriors are no longer in a force yeah. to be reckoned with. Okay, now the Lakers maybe are a force to be reckoned with, but what are those teams at this point? Yeah, and see, and see with uh, right now, I just don't see. I I could see with Kawhi, I could see maybe you standing up to Houston for one reason, because one thing that with CP three is he is very injury prone. So if he comes into that wobbled, I think that having Kawhi, who's a, who's a very probably the best two-way forward in the game um you could probably eke past like if especially with the best player in the game right now but no way are you beating golden state no No fucking way there's no way i don't care what what anyone that's that's my point like so you got to know that yeah and 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 that's you went to the west that's that's the most like now no one cares about these now now we know that the 76ers in boston will be fighting to get to the to the finals because that's all they got yeah, actually, this is this. Maybe, maybe LeBron moving. We didn't think about this. Maybe LeBron going to the Lakers is a his gift to the East, <laughs> to the Raptors. Like, yeah, right? Like, yeah, you gave a yeah. Like, we are no longer LeBron. Man, you you gave Kyrie Irving. Fine, Kyrie going to go. Kyrie's going to be the next LeBron going going to the 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 finals eight consecutive years. Hell yeah, yeah. I mean. We'll see. Uh, you know that supposedly uh, LeBron was texting with Durant trying to recruit him. So nah, he ain't going nowhere. Yeah, I don't. Th- I, gonna, I don't think Durant. Why? Like you, you. First off, the Warriors they're gonna pay that man. They're gonna pay him. They're gonna keep him. He's in a great situation over there with with like his team and everything. He seems to get along really good with them. And let's be honest, like the dude doesn't have to work as hard no as way. like other players have to work because you have all that help. So yeah. I mean, why? Nah, he, that. And to me, this is this was the 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 part that was gonna be a little. That'd be wild, though. Imagine Durant and LeBron on the same team. Yeah, yeah, that'd be. And then if Kawhi somehow went there. No, actually, the Le, Durant and LeBron, even surrounded by all those young guys, that that's a championship team. Yeah, that they oh, they would sure. they would blow past OKC. Not, two, not OKC, uh, the um, Warriors. The Warriors, yeah. Yeah, that that's. One thing I thought that was a little scary for for uh, the Warriors in, in in the sense that like I heard there was rumors that they were going to trade Draymond and Clay for for uh, AD. Interesting. So so obviously that didn't happen because now they have cousins. But if they did do that, I could have seen some weaknesses in the in the sense that now you got rid of two major pieces of the dynamic of, of what that team was with yeah, Clay Thompson being the Yeah, what are you adding yeah. to, so, you know. Yeah, like with, with AD, yeah, that would have been crazy, but I could have seen maybe that year would have been a little more difficult for them to kind of get the dynamics right. But now you kept, so so you're keeping, 
probably going to keep Thompson. Draymond, I don't know if he'll he'll stay because I'm thinking he's probably going to be like, I want to get paid. Yeah. So, so Draymond will probably leave. But Cousins kind of has that fierceness to him that, that could take. Unless Draymond is about the rings. Yeah. Because maybe he is. Maybe Draymond is like, you know what, if I stay... I'm gonna get another two rings out this shit. You know, and we'll do it. And, and, and well, they got cousins for so cheap, five million. That's nothing for for yeah. a pretty dominant center. Yeah, it shows that the guy that he wants to win, and also it shows that that Golden State knows what they're doing, because last year cousins' performance was underwhelming. So yeah. you know, yeah. maybe they're like, and yeah. he, he had an Achilles tear, so you don't know what yeah. he's gonna become. So so we'll see. We'll see now. The reason why I had asked you about if if you think it was worth uh, uh, if LeBron is worth 154 million because Mark Dice had said that uh, well this is his his uh, account of, of what he thinks he's like only in an idiocracy would a guy get paid 469 thousand per game to bounce a ball around to entertain people but LeBron James is king to the mentally enslaved masses and that's exactly what's happening and then he you know broke down the math and I thought that was kind of yeah, like where it's like. Close to $500,000 per game. Yeah, which is an insane amount. <laughs> but, you know, I thought that that was kind of, especially com- coming from a guy like Mark Dice, um, backwards thinking and, and hypocritical because you, you're, 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 you think it's, it's, it's dumb for a, a company where there's, you know, there's different employers in that company. There's, you know, there's the Lakers, there's Boston, there's just... These prices are being set competitively due to the cable, the cable deals that that because I, I I think it's still going up right every year, like they're supposed to get more money for their salary cap. I think that was just a comp- a good competitive price for for the best player in the game, and I think if if you think that that's bad or you think that's that's dumb, like it's not really like that's just capitalism at work that's these are the prices that are set competitively yeah dude is dude is correlating really two different things like yeah. he's correlating what lebron is getting paid from a business standpoint versus like who lebron is as like a cultural figurehead and 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 the two are like very different things yeah. is lebron worth what he is getting paid yes and the reason why i'll say that he's worth what he's getting paid is because the nba isn't taxing us and raising our property taxes to pay lebron james this money this money is coming based off of people that watch the sport of basketball people that attend the sport of basketball people that buy merchandise this is something that like people are funneling their money into and it's all in the private sector. So if that sector of the private sector deems that this guy is worth paying him that much money, then that's just capitalism at work. Yeah. That's yeah. capitalism at work. Now, what you're saying about LeBron being king to the mentally enslaved, like, yes, if you're talking about his politics, we've been vocal about his politics on mm-hmm. this show. Yes, it's it's not the... <laughs> He's not well informed. Yes, he's not the most well informed guy, and 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 he did cower out of that situation with Laura Ingram. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because she did invite him on the show, and we knew he wasn't gonna go. So yeah, like if you're talking about that, but like why are you correlating the two? Because it's not it, there's no correlation between it, what he's getting paid, yeah. and like who he is as a as a cultural figurehead. Now, yeah. 
if you're talking about like he's king, because I will say he's the king of basketball right now. There's yeah. nobody better. Oh, yeah. But that's not because I'm mentally enslaved. That's because I'm informed about the sport of basketball, and I know that there's nobody better. Like yeah. that's yeah. that's a figure of speech, <laughs> just like like Michael Jackson was the king of pop, and yeah, yeah and so on and so forth. But yeah, so like I I don't. I, I, that correlation to me it, it doesn't doesn't it, it's, make sense. It's too shady because it's, it doesn't make sense. And then people were saying, "Oh well, military personnel they don't get paid a lot." Well, that yeah, now you're talking apples and oranges. Like you're talking about a the military, which is a tax. That's tax money. Yeah, we're, we're gonna pay a, a soldier 154 million. Yeah, good luck in war. Yeah, you know, like we're not gonna make it. But 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 see, but but that's the problem. Just like there's ignorance on the left, there's also ignorance on the right, and yes. and that's that's what you're getting. Like, again, that's another correlation. Like you're comparing the military because I, I saw that that was up from Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah. And the, the, the yeah, because the lady was like, oh, because there's some pe- military personnel that are living paycheck to paycheck. I yeah. mean. How is that LeBron James' fault that like you're not like you don't manage like your yeah. your money right? Like this dude like. He he does what he does. Now, granted, if if you if you want to make the argument, and this I will stand by you hundred percent. If you want to make the argument that this form of entertainment consumes people more than it should, where like there's because like it, it is true. There's people that will like sit down and watch a game, but they won't pick up a book. Yeah. Like yeah. if you want to talk about that, I'm more than willing willing to have that discussion with you. But the fact of the matter is, as it currently stands, people funnel a lot of money into basketball. People enjoy it. And this is just capitalism at work. Yeah. It just is what it is. And you can't go from because you're because you don't like the person. Now capitalism is bad or, or oh, this is bad now because right, they're, they're making too much money. Like, no, nah. nah, you either believe it or not. Like, get off this. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I agree 100 percent with that sentiment. Yeah. Uh, so two more things I want to go over. Uh, uh, one that we talked about in the intro, the Supreme Court pick, but the the Sicario. I want to go over that briefly oh, before yeah. we, we we close out the podcast. Uh, so Trump has another Supreme Court pick. The mm-hmm. left, they're losing their minds. Um, she's crazy. Yeah, yeah, she's crazy. And he's pretty much said that that he's going to the, the pick is going to align with his last pick yeah. as far as the the, the viewpoint. What, of a constitutionalist. What I have to say, just right off the bat, and I was talking to somebody at work about this, um, is this: this is this is this is what 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 I find so interesting about about the Supreme Court picks and and people's reaction to it. Why is it that they deem Neil Gorsuch such an extreme? crazy bad pick when all the man is and all he's ever been is one of those judges that goes by and goes off of the text of the constitution like why like like they say oh trump supreme court is 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 this could ruin the country this is how you lose nations how if the nation is founded on this constitution (laughs) on this document And he's picking judges that go with that document and follow that document. Why is that so considered so extreme? Yeah, <laughs> that it's it, it's uh, 
again, the hypocrisy. Like, oh, because you don't believe in what this person, how, how this person decides certain things. And, it, and like you said, it's pretty much as easy as pie. The Constitution, a constitutionalist goes off of the Constitution, not off of, not off of what you think the founding fathers were thinking about when they were midway taking a shit and they're like, well, you know, this is why I'm doing this. No, read it as directions and then make laws or, or make decisions based off of that, which means really that sometimes you might not feel right about the decision you made because that's not something that, that, that like the, you don't like the, the, like, for example, you might, you might not believe in, in, uh, in abortion or you might, but but based off of the rights, you know, you might make a decision that that kind of goes with what you don't personally believe in. But that's what a constitutionalist does. You know that that's what you do. So you can't. Why why would you be mad? I I I, I don't even understand. And then and then people I, I saw like when when uh what's Anthony Kennedy right? That's who yeah. resigned. Oh, uh, you know, we should wait to 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 replace them until there's like a Demo- a Democrat that's president or something. Or, or the Democrats right now, their 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 ploy is waiting to the midterm elections. Yeah. Because I guess they're hoping that maybe they'll get the majority, mm-hmm. and then they'll be able to stall Trump's uh, pick, like like Jesus. the Republicans did with Obama. Yeah. The pick of Merrick Garland, they stalled, stalled, stalled. And then Trump got in, he picked his, and then they voted him in. The only thing is, I don't. I'm not clear on the logistics of the time frame. Like, if Trump picks his soon, because yeah. I think if I'm not mistaken, I say I thought I think he said he's gonna pick his July 9th. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, I believe I read that somewhere. But let's say he picks his July 9th. Now, like, like when can this guy be voted in? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Because like, if it's because if it's July ninth and like he could be voted in the next month, well, that's well before the midterm elections. Yeah, because they're in November, so or even in, maybe not the next month. Even if it, if he could be voted in September, October, yeah, that's still before the midterm elections. So it's going to be interesting how things pan out. Do you uh, think uh, Kennedy, uh, Justice Kennedy, left due to the timing, like the time that we're in, where he's like, oh, well, maybe someone. Or do you think it was it, just like I'm, I'm I'm done with this? Who knows? Yeah, I I can't I can't even give a, a solid answer. Like I I could only I could only theorize and say that maybe like it's possible that he did do that. Like because he was selected by Reagan. Uh, okay, Kennedy, if yeah, I'm so not mistaken. Know, yeah, because yeah, he's. 80 something I think so maybe maybe that maybe he's like well then you know maybe my successor should be picked by a Republican president as well so yeah. maybe that could have been part of his thought process or maybe he's just like yo I'm out you yeah know? so we don't know all right final thing I know we didn't talk about it in the intro but we talked about it briefly on the phone did you see Sicario Day of the Soldado no man I was trying to catch it and I'm, I will I will watch that movie what do uh, you think I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it was great. Um, I, I give the edge to the first one, definitely. And well, I'm not. We're not gonna like do an in-depth review about it. More so, what I want to speak about is how it's getting bashed by critics. Yeah. And you and I kind of conducted a little bit of a study, like because when I was telling you about the movie and I thought it was good, 
I told I also told you I have no idea why it's getting bashed so much by critics. Now granted, it's not a perfect movie. So is it just to crit critique the movie and criticize it? Yes, absolutely. But it's getting bashed and what I'm finding more so other than anything else from a critical standpoint is that the critics are bashing it just because it's like ill-timed and like their political beliefs because it touches on some really, you know, touch touchy subject matter considering the situation on the border and immigration and, you know, yeah, terrorism. And to give you an example of what I'm saying, I saw this um, one review online uh, by a YouTube channel called What The Flick. Yeah. And one of the guys that... He, I guess he's like a contributor for the Young Turks. He was on there and he was re- giving his review of the movie. And he's like, in all honesty, in the first 10 minutes of this movie, I give it a zero. I give it a zero because it's awful. It, it, it's fear mongering. It, it, sh- it shows the, 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 the fear and, and, and the, the, in, in, the injustice and the fear that people have when it comes to brown people and the southern border. And it's just wrong. Which... From my own perspective, the first 10 minutes of the movie is like fucking awesome. Like just like everything that transpires. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of critics are said that like the first 10 minutes of the movie is like really like, whoa, like it it really gets you engaged. Yeah. But again, it's like the guy is letting his politics get in the way of giving uh, a a, a real review. And and it was funny because we went over the list. So this is not the only review that we're seeing like this. There's one from um, Brian Laurie. This is the title. I'm just going to read the headline titles. Sicario sequel delivers action while fumbling on border politics. Again, what what you perceive is, is wrong or what you don't agree with. Then there was another one. And this one, this one was just like, whereas predecessor 2015, uh, Whereas predecessor 2015 Sicario was intermittently thoughtful, this sequel is mindlessly mean-spirited. Yeah. It's like, so so you just don't like what you're it's seeing. It's too mean for you. Yeah, it's too mean for you or, you know. And yeah, it's an action movie, first of all. Second of all, are we just going to pretend that, that cartels don't exist and that the violence, I mean, I, I don't think I need to tell anybody about these cartel videos of people getting decapitated. So... It's this is a, a, a this is a truth. That's what it is. Like now, obviously, you're gonna you're gonna touch on that when you're making an action movie about this type of stuff. So, and it's, it's especially when you saw those things in the first Sicario. Yeah, and, and I feel like there's a lot about this movie that directly goes against the narrative that a lot of people want to perpetuate here in this country like for instance the the narrative that they perpetuate it's that it's the white-skinned americans that are so hateful and unaccepting of these illegal immigrants but in the movie you see a lot of scenes where the illegal immigrants they're actually treated worse by like the, the their own mexicans yeah. so like that goes against their narrative yeah another thing that goes against their narrative is that policies that are set up in terms of, of 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 terrorism and in terms of immigration and in terms of drug law is actually for the betterment of this country. Yeah. 
that goes against their narrative. Like they all, everything to them is like one big conspiracy theory. It's based in racism and systematic oppression when they never look at it like, well, maybe this is actually beneficial to our people. Yeah. That goes against their narrative. So uh, that that's the thing. And, 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 and like, you know, those headlines you read, I've read some that talked about how, how ill-timed the movie is. I, I've even read one that went so far as to say that the movie should not have even came out, that it should have been pulled. <laughs> Because of the timing of the immigration policy and the family separation and all that, oh my God, pure insanity, pure insanity. But I I just wanted to go over um, that. But uh, no, I'm not going to give an in-depth review until you actually uh, see it. No, yeah, I will catch it. I'm excited for it. All right. Well, that is our episode for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show does continue to grow because you guys keep listening. We're on Spotify now, so uh, if you know somebody that listens to Spotify, let them know. Check out Hanging With Apes. We're still on SoundCloud, still on Apple, still on Google, all that good stuff. Follow us on Twitter at Hanging With Apes. You could go to our website. That's HangingWithApes.com. We will see you guys next Tuesday. We're out. Peace. Peace.